Hold on, let me put my mask on. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to put your mask on here. This I, is your show. This is our show. I mean, yes, but it's like this show. is in the realm of where you're at now. Like you can say whatever the fuck you want. You're right. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, people. I think people really know who we are at, at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hi everybody. Hello, hello. How are we doing? Happy Monday. My name's Jaren. My name's Lars. Our pronouns are he, him. And we are your hosts of Typically Divergent Podcast. Pew, 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 pew. Here's a jingle that's going to exist at some point. <laughs> Do we just create it? Well, I've been thinking about that. I have been too. But I, I'm like, you know, give me vocal stem for me. Give me some stuff. And, but that is what you're doing right there. The the yeah. our vocal stems and stuff. A lot of them are already like of other things, and so I don't want to get in trouble for like copywriting. Yeah, you know. But I have thought about it, and I'm just. It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. I, yeah. it, it cannot be on my plate right now of us creating a jingle doing that. I understand. That. However, but it is on my brain. Just just to know that I think about it all the time. Okay, good because I do too. Is your phone on airplane mode? Yes. Okay, I heard a little. But it's probably just general static of life. Mm-hmm. It's the ghosts. What are it's those? John. Elect- <laughs> Gross. Um, electronic frequency waves, EFWs. Is that what those are? Where they pick up ghost stuff on. Um... I should know this because I love watching that fake shit. Have you seen Kesha's paranormal <laughs> no. thing? No. Girl, I'm sorry, Kesha. I love you. And that first episode was dumb AF. And I was like, I'm done. She had somebody that came on. I didn't even know who she was, but she was talking about, uh, like, she was talking to the ghost. And the conversation, she was like, oh, was it because you were actually a girl? Oh, were you trans? Yeah, I'm sure that's really hard. And Nicholas goes, of course she's saying that because that's like a big, that's like part of her platform at that moment. And so it was like, obviously this is not real. Right. But they started throwing the D words around. And I was like, I was like, hey, I do not want to watch this anymore. I'm spooked. Hey hey boy, demon, it's your boy. (laughs) Hey demons, it's your boy. (laughs) Uh, EFTs, electronic frequency I think, yeah, I think that's it. That sounds close enough. That sounds about right. I used to love Ghost Adventures until I found out some things about Zach Bagans. Zach, Zach Baggins, Baggins? Baggins, Baggins. What is that? Tell me. There was a, a guy who came forward who used to be part of the old Ghost Hunters. Okay. He came forward and kind of lifted the veil on some things. Oh, and oh, he came clean. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought not like, necessarily came clean, but like talked a little bit about how he was treated. Not like how they staged stuff in the show. I didn't watch the whole thing because he did a live. Oh, on tw- uh, not Twitter, but TikTok. Oh, and he answered questions from people. So this is recent. Yeah. Okay. He he challenged some things. Okay. And they weren't accepting of it. Mm-hmm. And he, they were, he, ba- they basically just asked him to leave the show. That's sad. But there was some other things about Zach that came about that I read from actual people on Twitter. Uh-huh. He made up this whole story about Bella Lugosi's mirror. Okay. Do you know who Bella Lugosi is? No. I love him. He was. We have the same birthday. Okay. He is the original Dracula. Oh. So like when you see In like movies. those old. Yes. Oh, yes. 
he's like the picturesque Dracula that you see like yeah. in a lot of like the classic horror films. Yeah, the one he's, that I don't look at because yeah. he, he is that scary. Are you thinking of Nosferatu? Where his, his nails are really long. Yes. That's Nosferatu. Oh. That's a silent film. Oh. So yeah. Bela Lugosi is after okay. Nosferatu. So you know how Zach has like a, um, in oh. Las Vegas, he has like that haunted museum. Yes. Which I would still like to go to. And he's regardless. got that, he's got that thing. But there's the a debuc- mirror. The Dubuque box. The Dubuque box. Mm. Yeah. No, thank you. Here's I'm the good. line. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to. I don't mind talking about it, but like, I don't give a whole lot of energy to that kind of stuff because it's, it's real. Um, Bella apparently had this mirror. Okay. And Zach took this mirror from, like, got it from like either a state sale or the family or somebody got a hold of it and he took it into the Haunted Museum and made up a whole fucking fake story about it. He claimed that Bella Lugosi was a part of the occult and he never was. Okay. And said that he used it for scatting, pooping. No, it's. Where you look into a mirror oh. and you try to talk to. Oh. And so he made up this whole elaborate story about how he used it for that. And you can still see him in the mirror and like it's haunted and blah, blah, blah. None of it's true. The Bella Lugosi hasn't, family hasn't even like verified it or anything. Like he made the whole fucking thing up. Scrying. Scrying. I was close. But yeah, so after that, I was just like, screw you, messing with Bella. I love him. He was an awesome actor. Okay, so now that I looked up his photo, yeah, he looks like um, the monsters. Yeah, he the does. The monster mesh. Yeah, he looks similar to that. Yeah. He was in like the, the era of, I think, 1930s and okay. 40s was like his era. Okay. So he was creepy anyway. Okay. Anyway. Dozer, you're overstimulating me. Don't you have something else you could play with? Like a bone, like a dog. (laughs) (laughs) No, because uh, we don't do the bones after like the whole rawhide situation. Well, I thought that maybe he had like a Nyla bone or something that he used. Like, is is that something that would break? Oh, plastic? No, it anything that's blue, it's all him, because dogs can only see on a like a blue. They can see blue, yellow, red, green, green. Yeah, that's why Toad's a lot of his stuff is red, and Cabbage's a lot of stuff is blue. How was his birthday? (laughs) <laughs> it was good we never made cupcakes by the way okay so i'm sorry it's okay i completely didn't even reach out to you but no it's okay i decided i didn't get to go to the gym during the afternoon time that i wanted to on friday mm-hmm. and so i decided like right when i finished work at fucking five o'clock that i was like well i'm gonna go to the gym and if anybody goes to a gym at five o'clock on a friday you know it's fucking crazy yeah but then i was like if i'm not home he'll just drop it off on the door and then when i came home and i didn't see anything i was like mm. oh well they probably just didn't do it so the, kid, the cats came up <laughs> and the raccoon, <laughs> raccoon. <laughs> and petty petty the i don't fucking know we there what is the what's the thing that i'm afraid of that jenny keeps saying that it's okay there's a lot of things it's, Jaren. it's not a raccoon <laughs> it, it looks ugly they, oh, they a possum? Eat, yes there we go yeah we've given them a name but i don't it changes every time i bring them up so Patrick. I think that's what it most recently Patrick. was. Patrick the possum. He hasn't been around in a while, so. They're very good at hiding. They're pretty good. Not that one. It fucking sh- not shits. It sits on our porch. <laughs> he probably does shit on your porch. I know. He sits on our porch underneath the chairs. He Oh, would. that's right. He's the one that you didn't he didn't even move when Scares you the fuck yeah, out of us every yeah, time okay. we're out there. Well, then Ugh. he's a different type of possum. Yeah. But 
special. Cabbage's birthday was good. Jenny made homemade burgers. Okay. And he got a pup cup and a car ride. And we went to Lowe's and we picked out his his flowers. Did you take Toad with you? Yeah. Okay. So it was a whole family affair. Yeah, it was a whole it was a whole family affair. He picked out zinnias, which is like part of the daisy flower family. Yeah, and they're really pretty and they're red, so he could see it. Oh, okay. So he he actually started like nibbling on these flowers. Jesus I was like, Christ, <laughs> he loves flowers. Like Bud, quit I know. eating them. <laughs> <laughs> like, how are you going to enjoy flowers if they're always in your stomach? And some child at Lowe's. Pulled the fire alarm. That's my child. And it was excruciating. The sound? Yeah. Remember being a kid in the fire drills and everybody like screaming and getting all excited and the teachers being like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) It's just a fucking drill. It's just a drill, everybody. Just so you know, we are going to have a drill later today. So like, why tell me we're having a fake one if like you don't want me to act like it's real? Because bitch, I- I Remember the tornado drills? Uh, putting my head i think that's why that i have so many painful. neck problems <laughs> everybody stay quiet keep your head between your cross cross between your crotch <laughs> up against the walls you know what else i hated i'm unlocking so many memories today level three lockdowns do you remember mr potter he was a science teacher he like really had the respect like people re- like the kids respect him because he was always on our level yeah. always anyway he had the really like the perfect classroom if we had a shooter because in inside his classroom is a cubby like not a cubby it's like an an extra classroom oh so it's hiding behind the he door would just, he would he would just so he would tell us to go in there okay now you have to have a bucket in your classroom because did you see that that they're giving schools buckets so people can piss and shit in it because that's easier than just gun reform if there are any parents out there listening to this i uh, I don't know how. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I don't know how you guys deal with that. And how some moms on TikTok are talking about how they're buying their children um, backpacks with bulletproof. Yes. I bet the NRA's got their money dipped in that. Oh, sure. Like, oh, we'll fund you for those. Actually, you know what? Just just give us just give us 30% and we'll pay for everything. We'll get your yeah. startup costs, everything yeah. going. Yeah. We'll get you the patents. Yeah, I hate, God, I hate this country so much. <laughs> Meanwhile, Switzerland's is like, you okay? Why do you guys want guns so bad? What's so interesting about those? Um. Okay. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is turned into whoa whoa. <laughs> so on to the next segment of today's episode. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to cut out the part where I told Lars that I might cry on this episode. Um. I've got some funny stuff to hit you with okay. before I bring everybody down. <laughs> I, I had therapy yesterday. Should we do so reverse? Reverse, reverse. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Jaren has been really f- fucking depressed. And depressed is not the name of a person. So um, I hope the, I hope that made somebody laugh because, you know... <laughs> Like, what are you doing? I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, maybe that was just a straight man joke. Any straight <laughs> men out there, if you're still listening, let us know what you think about that one. <laughs> Do the gays got it? Padam. So, um, it, you know, I have, I mentioned last week that my energy was really low and that I was fine. And I think maybe I've even mentioned a couple times on this 
podcast a couple times throughout the last couple months that like you know like been going through it in some sort of way a lot of times i'm like i'm at a six or a seven and i'm happy and things are fine but like deep down i have been really sad really really sad and oh my god apollo you are coming to welcome oh actually you know what apollo i'm gonna tell everybody the story okay so here's a break um apollo is uh, the 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 heavier set of the two cats. So cute. He is the chunk of the mm. two, and he's he, a redhead. He he's a redhead. Yep, he's yeah. just like his father. Mm-hmm. Apollo came into the kitchen after already being fed. He's on the counter. Nicholas and I go in there, and Nicholas turns and goes, "Apollo," and I went, "What happened?" And he goes. Apollo was sitting on the counter and I went, you fat fuck, get off there. (laughs) Nicholas goes, don't call him that. I said, don't gaslight me. You call him fatty all the damn time. And he goes, well, yeah, because fatty is short for Fatisha or Fatusha. Oh, no. And I said, "Uh uh-uh, no, you call him fatty all the time. I, I just fucking fed him. He doesn't need to be on the counter. There is nothing on the counter for him to eat. Oh, no. So now that Apollo has left out of the room, he's embarrassed about the story. (laughs) And that's one of the two cats in the house. He's cute. (sighs) Okay. Anyway, so I have been sad. I've had a lot of like episodes of mania over the last year or so with being in therapy and thinking like I'm fine. And um, there was a time where I was like, man, I don't think I even need to go to therapy. I learned EMDR. I can do EMDR by myself and I'm doing those things. But at the core of my heart, I am very sad. And a lot of factors come into mind that might possibly be the reason why I'm sad. Uh, Lars knows this, I believe. Um, there have been times when, like, I think that I need to, like, end my relationship with Nicholas. Um, I think that, uh, sometimes I just want to, like, quit my job as a hairdresser. And, um, the part of me that is a saboteur says, get rid of everything, and then you won't have to know which of the things it was that you had to put the work into to keep around. But hey, you know, all of those things that you mentioned, at least you got all get rid of all of them instead of sticking around to find out to see if it was going to be beneficial if you worked on them one at a time. Mm-hmm. Lately, I've been like following a lot of neurodivergent uh, creators on uh, TikTok. And a lot of them uh, follow, you know, they have similar characteristics like what we do. And some characteristics of CPTSD resemble similar characteristics and attributes of like autism. And like the one thing that like really pops up within like the autism spectrum that I'm like really experiencing is like, I'm really starting to go nonverbal. Okay. I'm really shutting down. I don't want to speak to people. I don't want to talk. And a lot of my job involves talking. I mean, it's I'm a hairdresser, you know? And I, I told her that I'm starting to go nonverbal. And she goes, okay. And I said, and I'm really, I'm having a harder time ma- masking even in a text message. 
And when people come in and they're like, you know, so how are you doing? And like, what's new? And I'm like, there's nothing new. And how, how in the, how in four or five weeks that I've seen you, nothing is new in your life. And I think in my head, well, there are things that are new. I just don't want to talk about them because I just, I really don't care to share those things. And honestly, I don't give a flying fuck about listening to you talk about your life. I'm sick of it. I don't want to be around people anymore, but that is my job is dealing with people. And she immediately goes, okay, so you're, you're withdrawing. You're withdrawing from society. It's okay. Again, part of like the saboteur, and we and I told her, you and I have talked about this. You know, I want sometimes it, my anxiety and stuff gets so bad where I'm like, just get rid of the relationship, get rid of the job, get rid of everything. And you know, again, like at least I, I eliminated the problem. And I said, but, you know, I thought about like getting a new career where it's just like, I am just like physically working, but I don't want to like have to communicate with people. But what does that look like? And that's really something that's going to be like a career or a job that I don't really like want. And so uh, one of my negative core beliefs is that like, I'm like, I'm worthless or I'm useless. And if I am not being up to some sort of standard of our elders of what they think productivity is, then like, I am not worth any of that. And she goes, okay, so it looks like we're going to need to work on that again in EMDR. And I said, fine, that's great. But I'm not, I'm not here for that today. I just want somebody to listen to me talk about these things. Mm -hmm. We've talked about some things that I can do to um, make some small changes to see if any of that will fix things. Um, We talked about pivoting. She was like, you know, People pivot all the time. It's fine. But the, but the thing is, is that you will be pushed into a corner that gets so tight that you can't stand it anymore before you finally decide to do so. And I, me, Jaren, I don't think that I am at that point yet. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the saboteur says, let's just fucking pivot everything. Yeah. But I have grown up mentally and emotionally more than that. So mm-hmm. I don't want to do that because I don't want to make a big mistake. And I told her, I said, and I'm just, I'm so fucking depressed. And I was listening to uh, a Ladies and Tangents episode a couple weeks back. They were talking about finding your why. And I told her that, like, you know, you and I on the podcast have talked about being content. And, mm-hmm. and like, you know, again, like, we don't particularly want to be, like, happy. Happiness is something to shoot for, but it's not a- obtainable it's for not a long state term. Of being. Yeah, it's not a state of being. Mm-hmm. And, she said, you know, we as humans have a natural need to be back in stasis, which is, you know, being, you know, something that's comfortable mm-hmm. and content is good, but, but that's, but that's because content says I'm okay if I don't have it anymore. And I, I thought, I said, yeah, like I am okay with a lot, a lot of those things in my life. So I'm not so upset about everything that's going on that, I want to get rid of all of it, you know? So like, again, we're seeing some, seeing like some cracks in the light of some light coming through some cracks of some things. Mm -hmm. She said, when did you think that you started noticing this? And I said, well, now that I know more about who I am and like looking back at my younger self, and even if I'm getting, being given like late stage diagnoses, diagnoses with a lot of things, after the traumatic event of my drug-induced psychosis in September, that's when I really just start. I I couldn't put on the face anymore. I couldn't put on the smile. I couldn't. I couldn't be. I couldn't pretend that I was neurotypical anymore. Mm-hmm. And since then is when I really started to notice a decline in my business. 
because again, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm showing my true colors and some people don't like that, or I've made some mistakes, or maybe I just, I've made mistakes with people or a service or financial business mistakes, or maybe people just, they want somebody who is exciting and like brings that like therapy aspect of the appointments. And people say, you know, like, oh, you could stick around with a hairdresser that you don't like, but, or they could be giving you bad services, but you know, it's the relationship that you really want to stay true to. Like, that's what keeps people coming. And I'm not being myself with people anymore. And that's okay that I'm like losing these people. And then, you know, over the years, all of the, all of these things have just really started to come down like this valley into where I'm at now. Mm -hmm. And she said, okay, well, you know, you have been in therapy for almost a year now and you are grieving. Mm -hmm. And she goes, Jaren, I really hate to say this to you because I hate saying this to all my patients, but you're at a point where you have to suffer. Then I broke down and I started Mm -hmm. crying and it was like, oh, thank God I'm getting this out because I've talked to her and I think with you about, I have these, I I can feel a, a cry in my chest and I just can't let it out. But I feel like if I do something or if I watch a movie or listen to a song, it'll be able to get it to come out. And I've talked to Erica about that. And then she, so back to the finding your why, she said, sometimes people who are in therapy, when they get to this point in their life, they have to stop searching for happiness. So again, that stasis, grabbing onto things to Mm -hmm. prevent us from getting to this point where I'm at now. And she said, sometimes your why is to be present in this moment and to suffer and you have to. Mm -hmm. And I just, I I said, I don't want to do this. And she said, I know you don't, Jaren. I hate seeing all of my patients do this, but you have to do this. And she goes, I promise you that you will, no matter how bad it is right now, it'll never get this bad again. And you'll come out of it and you're going to be right back here and then you're gonna think i'm so glad i didn't do what i need i thought i needed to do yeah because then you'll you'll wake up and it'll be like oh so i've been there before because man i and the the thing that makes me think that i needed to like end my relationship with nicholas is because i wake up i wake up in that bed next to him every morning and the second my eyes open up i am just fucking sad Mm mm-hmm and I've been relating that to my relationship with him when really it is it's not, not him. It's not him. It's not any of these things in my life. It is a, a point in my journey of healing mm-hmm. and grieving. And, uh, and that's the thing. I don't even know what I'm fucking grieving. Maybe it's the, the person that I thought I was going to be. Um, maybe it's my past relationship that we now I've come to more acceptance that it was not, it was not healthy. It was not bad, but it's it's a mix of a lot of goods and bads, but really like at the core of it, it just needed to not move forward anymore. And I, since that night, I used to tell him, my ex, uh, I'm not going to say his name. <clears throat> I would, I would tell him like, I think a part of me died that night in that house. Maybe I'm grieving that person. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm grieving a childhood that I didn't have. And even then I didn't have a bad childhood or maybe, and she said, maybe, you know, you're grieving the loss of like the relationship with your mom. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you're right. I haven't even had that conversation with her yet because I'm just not ready to, to be like, Hey, this is where things need to be at. Mm -hmm. And I'm tired of reaching for things to make me feel good. 
And she goes, I know you want to go back to doing drugs. Please don't do that. And I, and I was like, you know, it's funny that you say that because in the last mm, week at my job, where I'm a, prof- a professional, I have brought up maybe two handfuls of times to d- different clients how bad I miss being fucked up on drugs. Or I would find a, a reason to, to let that out of my mouth. Like, man, I, I do miss me some cocaine. Do yeah. miss being so messed up out of my mind that I don't know what's up and down and time just goes by and she's, you need to sit with this. And also mm-hmm. like maybe some of this hurt is hurt that I've been holding on to much longer than 13 years that I've been smoking pot, you know, that I've been avoiding by getting high all day. That's where I'm at right now. Well, I'm glad that you felt empowered enough to tell me and to everyone else who's listening. I think appreciate that. Thank you. It's important to hear that side of the human experience. There are going to be other valleys that you'll encounter. And I hope that when the next one comes, I know valleys will come, but I don't think that they, I don't believe that they will be this hard. Because I told her, now that I've been interacting with my inner teenager lately, Mm -hmm. I look at him and I tell him, buddy, you you were suicidal. You were depressed. You thought you had anxiety. You don't know what any of that is until you hit 31. Mm -hmm. Because God, this, this hurts. So even though we tell everybody, hey, go to therapy, um, (laughs) (laughs) know that you are going to hit a point like this. And it's really important to have a support system. And Mm -hmm. right here, Lars has been my biggest support system. I really appreciate all that you've done for me. I love you. I think the universe has a interesting way of connecting those that need it to one another. I don't want you to ever leave me. I don't, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) I've had too many people come into my life for reasons and seasons, and I just want you to stay. I'm not going anywhere. I am not easily, like, easily to be rid of. Mm. Okay. <laughs> like that word. And, <laughs> like that word on the bottom Shut of your foot. <laughs> um, I'm a fighter for people who I love. I know. I don't give up easily. Anyway, this is a lot. How are you? <laughs> How are you? I think that that was good. It was good for you. <sighs> That's anybody, what the show's about, right? God, I hope so. I hope y'all are still around. And if you are still around in a couple of years from now when we're doing this and getting paid and it's a career. And have celebrity guests. And celebrity guests. <laughs> and we're we're celebrities in your guys' eyes. Like I look at Jerry and Sierra. Um Imagine. We can all we can all look back and be like, wow, remember when you were so sad, Jared? <laughs> You're such a sad old sourpuss. <laughs> Happy sad old pride. 30-year-old man. <laughs> 31. Almost 31. 32. I keep forgetting what, how old I am. I feel like 9-11 was going to happen regardless of what timeline we were on. Yeah. Anyway, oh we really need to stay on track. Yes, because I got funny shit to talk about. And it's, it's fucking Pride Month, you I guys. I know. We're like all like Debbie Downers. But my... If you're still listening, thank you. My mental health earlier this week was not good. Okay. I know where you're coming from mm-hmm. to an extent. Like I, I understand, but I'm a, a lot better today. I kind of dug myself out of a hole. One of the negative core beliefs that I have that I'm struggling right now is mm-hmm. that I'm a failure. I haven't felt that in a long time. Okay. And I talked to Erica about it and we did some e- EMDR on it. 
it feeds into I'm responsible for everything. Mm-hmm. It feeds into my needs aren't being met, you know, things like that. So it's it's kind of coming from from everywhere. But when I when that happens, you know what I always do? I go get some fucking ice cream. <laughs> and I <laughs> Jenny was like, "Let's go get ice cream." Cuz I always do. Uh-huh. And we get into the car, we get to Zesto's, the dogs are in the back, and I'm already having like a really awful 72 hours. Uh-huh. I get into my car, my car's new, Sue, Sue, you know? Oh, yeah. Sue Hooparoo. Bitch decides to just not have CarPlay work. Like, it just doesn't work. You know what CarPlay is, right? Bluetooth? Yeah. Okay. I'm turning on music because I want to listen to some music. Jenny has a song that she wants me to listen to, and that's part of like something that we really connect with is music. Yep. And she's like... She's like, I want to hear play the song for you, but it's not working. The volume's not turned up. I was like, we'll turn the volume up. Still nothing. I was like, I did not pay this much money for this to not work. And I'm already on the edge. Like, I'm on the edge of not glory, yeah. but the edge. <laughs> okay? Like, I'm tiptoeing over the edge. That, that's called a ledge. Yeah. <laughs> the ledge. I'm on the ledge. And when I when I get overwhelmed... I always start yelling at the universe. I'm just like, the universe doesn't want this for me. Fuck you, Lars. Like, I really go off on the universe. Like, Oh, wow. You're brave. I get real fucking mad. I really need to invest in a boxing (laughs) punching bag or something. (laughs) This testosterone got me. I'm in the angst stage right now. I'm fucking mad. I want to go to um, (laughs) those rooms where you destroy everything. Yeah, rage room. Yeah. That's the epitome of American society right now. Yeah. We are so, so sad and angry that we will spend money to destroy things that are not ours. So we sit in the parking lot for like 15 minutes Uh and I'm trying to get this thing to work because I was like, I have, my anxiety is like, I have to get this to work before I go home. And I, and I finally get it to work. Oh, but I was like, this is the cherry on the motherfucking top of this 72 hours. (laughs) You know, you just get so mad. I know that the last, the the slightest inconvenience of anything sets you off. Yeah. 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 That was me couple days ago but i'm okay now well so you were talking about uh letting things out Mm -hmm. um in therapy yesterday i told erica i said you know nicholas got a little snippy with me today again i know like both of us are not in like the bed headspace right right now yeah but you know i i realized you know i let a lot of people get snippy with me that are a lot of people in my life i allow them to get snippy with me and then i just don't say anything and she goes jaren you gotta let it out you have to. And I said, no, I can't do that. And she goes, why, why can't you do that, Jaren? I love, I, I, I love when she does that. Cause I love when she, I love when I say I can or cannot do something. And then she asks me why I can or cannot oh, do right. it. Because she, you know, she's going to come back with you can, or you can't do that. Yeah. I said, oh, I can't do that, Erica. And she goes, why can't you do that, Jaren? I said, that's not very mature of me. Who says that not acting like that? is an immature thing. She's had that conversation with me before because I've talked to her before about how fucking mad I can get. Yeah. And I'm just like, I just want to fucking scream and just act like a petulant child. Yes. And she's like, you need to. But I don't want to do that because I don't (laughs) want people to look at me and be like, oh, wow, you can't get your shit together? How mature of you. (laughs) Who's saying that? All the people in the house? (laughs) She goes, imagine. She goes, goes, let's role play for a second. I'm oh, Nicholas. 
And I say that. And you, now you know the tone, the everything. And I said, mm-hmm, I can hear it in that in my head right now. And she goes, all right. So then she said what Nicholas said. And then I came back with something. And then I go, and then he would say this, or he might say this, or if this gets said, then I'm going to immediately shut down because I would rather fawn the fuck out of the situation Same. than yeah. defend myself. And she goes, you know, you're so soft-spoken. I just, I can't see you getting fired up like that. Yeah. And we both joke about it because it is funny. And I was like, Erica, oh, I used to, I used to pop off all the time, sis. And we would be having an argument about something that didn't even make any fucking sense, but at least the words that were coming out of my mouth were coming out of my mouth before I had to think about them. Now I have to think about what I'm going to say before I say it. But you should always think before you speak. Well, right, because you don't want to say something that's going to, you can't take back, right? Right. But it's it's that disconnection between what what my mind is saying. And even even then, it's not going to be anything that's going to be too terribly mean. But God, the fuck did you just say to me? Don't fucking talk to me like that. You know what I mean? Like I just yeah. want to. I just want to say that. And the one time I defended myself, and you know who it was, and I mm-hmm. said, "Don't fucking talk to me like that." And I, ooh, I have never in my life been yelled at like that in my whole world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, is there anything else about mental health that you want to talk about? (laughs) This is is a mental health check-in, folks. You guys, I know that (laughs) we were going to do something gay every week. We are doing something gay today. Just we're all, all fucking going through it. So every once in a while, we need a trauma dump because... So I hope you guys are okay with this. Anyway, that's I'm the people sweating. Pleaser. I should not have worn this shirt. I'm sweating. <laughs> Lars came over in a long sleeve shirt and I almost, I told him, I said, I almost made a comment about how your long sleeve shirt is too warm for this time of year, but I'm making hot tea right now. So I don't have any right to say <laughs> it's anything. It's my goosebump shirt. I it love is it. cute. Thank you. I, this actually happened last Thursday before we recorded, but I don't oh, know. Uh, Did you poop your pants? No. <laughs> I just was so focused on uh, the ballroom episode that I completely like forgot to tell you that like, oh. hey, I did something st- silly. Okay. Um, I ran over two traffic cones. I finally did it. I hit the state, the state flower. I wasn't paying attention. Mm. I ran over one, realized I was running over it and that I had crossed into the construction zone area, got out of the construction zone area, hit another cone. The second cone that I hit knocked the first one out from underneath my car. And then I drove about a quarter mile to a half mile down the street with well, the, the second with this, the cone stuck underneath my cone, my, my co, my car. And I I could hear it and I was like, I'm not getting out of my car. I'm not getting out of my car because I don't want anybody to anybody that saw me know that I know because I'm embarrassed. And it just Pops, pops right out of out underneath my car in the center of the road. So the person that was behind me has had, to hit it. Well, or I, they, maneuver. Yeah, because I, I, I was so embarrassed. I, I sped up a little bit, so there was distance between myself. And I just her. had this image of your tiny ass little car. I know. <laughs> Uh, the traffic cones, they, if you, uh, if you go fast enough and they're pinched just right, they will pop, st- they'll, they'll be right back standing up like nothing ever happened. Like the water bottle challenge. Yeah. I told Lars this, but I haven't told you you folks this yet. One day, Nicholas woke up early in the morning. He was getting ready to go to the gym before he went to work. And when he came back into the bedroom, I was half, oh, like maybe 25% awake. And I lifted, I pulled myself off of the bed and I said, what are you doing? 
And then without even giving him a chance to respond, I said, what am I doing? I'm sleeping. And then threw myself (laughs) right back into the pillow. He goes, he didn't even give me a chance to answer. What are you doing? What am I doing? I'm sleeping. (laughs) And if anybody knows Nicholas, that man could sleep in until 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock in the morning. I don't. I don't yeah. get it. I don't but get he, it. He he loves it. His mom told me that he was like that his whole life. He'll sleep. Really? He'll sleep until he absolutely has to get up. Because of that incident, there's been another incident. I fell oh, asleep. No. I fell asleep watching something on TV. And when I when I get into we call it we call it getting into formation, which is when I get on my side and I lay my head on the pillow and I get ready for Dozer to come be my little spoon. Yeah. So I'm in formation knowing that I'm, <laughs> I'm watching something that I plan on falling asleep to. Right. Right. And, and I, <laughs> it gets really quiet <laughs> and I lifted my head and I went, it's wackadoodle time. It is wackadoodle time. <laughs> <laughs> and went back to sleep and, Three oh weeks. Oh my god! Weeks go by. I'm in the kitchen with Nicholas, and I said that to him. I said, "Oh, it is wackadoodle time." And he goes, "Actually, you know what? What is that? Because you said that one night while you were sleeping." I said, "I did." He goes, "Yeah, I've completely forgotten about it until now. You just lifted your head off the pillow and said, it is wackadoodle time. It is wackadoodle time.' What is? What does wack-a-doodle? it mean? It's a thing from TikTok. Oh Jesus! It's eating your brain." Well, you know what? I, <laughs> I'm not allowed to do drugs anymore, so I might That's as fine. well might as well let something. I would rather have you just submerge yourself in TikTok than anything. Ugh, man. And the last but not least, Padam. What? All right. So Kylie Minogue has a new song. Yeah. Padam. Okay. It's been out for a couple weeks. The gays are now using it to communicate with each other. So gays, Padam. What does it mean? anything oh no it means anything it's i'm 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 living it's i'm fulfilling a fantasy are you gay it's the new like limp wrist spongebob meme. oh padam 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 and then you like okay great there was a guy that there, there was a guy that was doing a skit of like cruising do you know what cruising is yes okay if anybody doesn't know we'll do that on a different day however he was cruising we pretended to be cruising and he walks by the guy and he he stops, he turns head and he goes, Padam. And then the hot daddy goes, Padam. And then the twink goes, Padam. And then they oh. walked off together. Obviously, it was a skit. Ooh, However, girl. like, people, yeah. It's, All right. Yeah. So I, I be in the gym and I'm like, Padam. Padam. That's like a perfect segue into my thing that I was talking about. What is it? Molly houses in the 18th century. Just perfect. Do you Just- mind if I go? pee first sure okay because i know that what you're gonna do is gonna take too long but i do kind of piss <laughs> i'd rather be known as the pants pooper not the pants pisser <laughs> <laughs> all right so now that this padam is pissed in the potty <sighs> what are we doing today lars so going back and talking through different like unspoken not unspoken but silent people uh-huh. in the lgbt a I'm trying to get stories in the LGBTQI. I'm trying to get better about saying it. The LGBTQ, LGBTQIA plus. Lettuce, bacon, guacamole, and tomato inside a wrap and more. Wow. I have a lot of time on my hands to think. 
<laughs> that could be helpful though remembering um but another thing um so when we talked about um post or harrison post mm -hmm. and his story and his story i thought it would be interesting to dive into a time in history that's quite early on okay so the 18th century and the okay. 18th century for me is very fascinating just because i don't know i've just always been drawn to it so the 18th century is your 1700s. And I hear often about, especially like conservatives or people who just don't know a lot about queer history that, oh, homosexuality wasn't really a big thing back then. <sighs> or it Transness wasn't... Transness is like a new thing. Yeah, like talking about how, like this is a new phenomenon, but it's yeah. not. Okay. And... I'm so glad you're doing this. Yeah. Me. And I think bringing the 18th century into the equation mm -hmm. will shed a lot of light Mm -hmm. on the history of of how old it can go back because we i mean we know that you and i know ancient greeks yeah like romans yeah hella back in the day yeah but something that is a little bit more egyptian you feel like maybe it wouldn't be so talked about or so like what's the word i'm looking for um well known well known or like familiar or okay i don't know commonly commonly informed of yeah okay so we're gonna talk a little bit about the raid of mother clap's molly house mother clap and it was that has nothing to do with the clap i looked it up okay because i wanted to know if it had anything to do with like oh you got the clap oh you know what i mean i've no, got the clap it has nothing to do with that the clap clap uh, that's not chlamydia that's gonorrhea right i think so okay i've had the clap <laughs> so sorry it's fine antibiotics took care of it great but you know don't get don't get used to it because at some point it'll become antibiotic resistant and yeah. you're stuck with it so don't worry mama terry it only happened once <laughs> it was a long time ago with going back to stonewall okay we kind of symbolize that as like the beginning of like pride right like what we would know as like our modern day like the starting of like the pride or being able to be as a one as a community. Mm -hmm. So the raid on Mother Clap's Molly House was similar to that. Okay. And this happened in 1726. So almost 300 years ago. Yeah. Like Stonewall, there were, which we, like, there, there we have gay bars now. Mm -hmm. Back then, it was called a Molly House. Okay. So these were either inns, taverns, or even private residences okay. that had a facade that was was just a tavern, or but it was actually a meeting place for men okay. who um, wanted just community, wanted to hook up, basically just having a place to be as one together. Is this also similar to like Harlots? Yes, where it was like a, a whorehouse, right? Okay, so like but downstairs, now it's... like a bar upstairs, mm -hmm. is like rooms to rent by the men. Yeah, okay. So sounds like my kind of palace. Right? No kidding. <laughs> the story of Mother Clap, she was in England, so this is not in the US. Okay. Um, she was an older woman who owned one of the most famous Molly houses in 18th century London. Specifically, we're dealing with the 1720s. Okay. Again, a Molly house was where homosexual men would meet to engage in sexual intercourse or just for the sake of camaraderie and community. Molly houses were common among London and were also, um, of course, hidden in plain sight. Most of the time there is mention of different covers of Molly houses, but are referred to as coffee houses. Okay. 
<laughs> did they also have some tea there? <laughs> I'm sure they did. Pinky's, <laughs> pinky's high in my asshole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's sometimes even referred to as taverns, which okay. were not, but those were not so common. Okay. The law called them disorderly houses. Ooh. Yeah. So. Dis, dis, dis this orderly <laughs> popo. So if. <laughs> is it an orderly, like somebody in a hospital? Uh, yeah. Maybe. I, girl, look at how fucking wrinkly your scrubs are. <laughs> Dis this orderly. Maybe that's a patient. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody let me know. Write to us. It would not be uncommon to see men of all classes present, even the elite. Ooh. Again, the queer code, some things never change. Uh-huh. So when we were talking about, you said panya? Padam. 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 So like, it's code. Yeah. Some things never change. Mother Claps Molly House is located in Field Lane, Holborn, which is the district of central London is most and is mostly recognized as an offshoot or alleyway we see in films or photog- or photographs. Okay. So like if you're watching like Sweeney Todd, mm-hmm. where they like go back into those alleyways, mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Right. Fuck her right in the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I watched I watched Harlots on you on Hulu. I love Harlots. That show. I know. I'm I glad, it, I'm glad it ended because I was like, y'all are getting too much. Let's get deep in there. <laughs> yeah. Can I have my, my two pence, sir? My two pence, sir. Although she did not own the home, it was owned by her husband, John Clapp. He would occasionally stop by but took little interest in her enterprise and never, and never intervened. Oh. With that, she took advantage of the opportunity. Her home was particularly popular, not because of the location, but more so because of her wishes to cater well to her customers. Oh, she had it all. She did. <laughs> it is believed that she was in in it more for pleasure than for profit, especially because of her willingness to form close relationships with, ships with the men and would speak on their behalf for their character in court if and when needed. <gasps> so she was the first fag hag. Ah, oh, the biggest fruit fly. That is so progressive for that time of 1726 like, yeah oh, could you imagine like <laughs> hello darling what being you, a what, dandy what 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 pleasures do you seek this evening i'm looking right. i'm looking for a, a prolapsing pig <laughs> <laughs> b1 his name is jeffrey <laughs> oh, they wouldn't even say things like that they'd be like Oh, my dear, I am looking for a man who buds roses from his derriere. <laughs> they would call them the gentleman of the back door. Uh, I am looking for a gentleman who has a rose growing in his back door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was all code. Because, like, you know how we talked about uh, last um, episode where you had, like, you had the hankies. Yeah. And then you had, like, you had the lesbians had the the wrists tattoos and like even the earrings oh yeah left is right right is wrong puka shell necklaces yeah like so like i said some things never change like back then like you had more of a more of like phrases than you had like attire even though that you had like dandies you would call them dandies who are very like elaborate yeah well fashion was nothing back then like what it is today no and you could have like a completely straight cis white man in all pink and blue and he would yeah. You know what I mean? Like no, back then no, it was a little different. Yeah, because 
assigning pink and blue to boys and girls that didn't that didn't happen until like our grandparents lifetime yeah of course like there's a a difference between like a dandy and a fop than just like your average 18th century male who was a fop yes so a dandy and a fop were like those were coinciding terms for like somebody who was flamboyant or someone who was like oh who would be a homosexual i was like he got that fop 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 (laughs) fop but I guess in a roundabout way, what I mean is like any man would wear any color. Right. But you have more of like an elaborate dress. Okay. Is more tied to like we would now nowadays would right. be tied to somebody who was gay. Like peacocks. Yeah. Because you gotta you gotta put your feathers on, honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the house was large enough for dancing and fiddling in the main room. <laughs> Fid- fiddling an and, instrument. And in every room. A bed with accoutrements. Accoutrements. So like toys. Oh, okay. She was said to have a fire going most of the time and lots of booze available to her clients. Her house was also popular because of what she called a marrying room. Like a honeymoon suite? Yes. It was a large room with a large bed that would be protected by Clapp's live-in male servant. Lack of a better word. He wasn't really a servant, but he was just kind of like a man that lived there that she Mm. needed to do things. An assistant of sorts. Yeah. Okay. His name was um, Eccleston. Eccleston would die of either old age or gal fever. We're not really know. We don't really know a whole lot about his death, but that room was protected at all times. So if you had like anybody would try to come in, mm-hmm. like there would be somebody always standing guard, like a bodyguard. So it actually had a locked door. Oh, could you imagine the the information that person would have? Oh God! Only the elites, highest, the highest royalty. Class. I'm yeah. sure were there. Like yeah. I, I saw Father John over at the marrying room last night. Do you know how many men pegged his little back door? <laughs> Imagine he, the trust. It was a swinging door. Imagine the trust you would have to have of those people that were you were catering catering to. Amazing. You did say that she was like somebody to speak on your character in court. Yeah, that's why they called her Mother Clap. She was mother. There's that word again. Mommy. I love when mother turns into mommy. (laughs) That is crazy to me that that little girl even thought of that. Now, like most Molly houses or even like whore houses back in the day, you would have like live-in either prostitutes or mollies. She had two live-in mollies that she would grew really close to. One was Thomas Phillips and another one was William Griffin. And I think it's important to say their names. Because a lot of these, we don't have names. Yeah. You know? So, the raid. Okay. <laughs> You're going to just roll your eyes and be like, oh, of course. <laughs> why was why did the deputy get caught? The in... reason of this is oh, okay. pretty wild. Oh, my God. So, 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 sometime around October of 20, 1724, a man named Mark Partridge had a quarrel with his beau by the name of Harrington. We don't know his first name. Okay. Any everything in the reports doesn't give us one. Okay. From what historians can put together is that Harrington told someone that he was a homosexual. Okay. And Mark found out about it. People just don't out other people. Just yeah. don't do it. Um Mark also, became Also it's not your fucking place to no. be telling other telling other people about your about somebody else's self because that was ripped away from me. Obviously like looking back great. Happy somebody else ripped the bandaid for me. But <laughs> At the same time, that was a special moment in my life, in any queer person's life, that only they should have the time to do. Right. Only they should decide when the time is right to do that. Also, back when it was a capital offense, 
to be gay. Oh, oh, okay. So like, I was like, damn, that needs to be a capital offense now. I don't want to say that we're fortunate because we still have oppression in this day and age, but it's illegal to kill somebody because of who they are. As of this very moment? As of this very moment. Back then, if they found out that you were gay, there was like, there was hardly any court. Like Uh it was just, oh, you're gay? You're done. Yeah. Like we're going to either imprison you, kill you, fine you, and then after all is said and done, your reputation is just going to be shit. Yeah. So like it was, the stakes were a lot higher back then. Yeah. Mark. So going back to the story, Mark became extremely aggravated and felt betrayed. Mm, of course. So in turn, Mark wanting to protect himself started spreading a rumor about how Harrington was a frequent flyer at all the Molly houses in London. <sighs> so there is a rumor mill going on. Okay. At first, this rumor was just contained yeah. into the Molly culture. Then it got out of the culture and into the city, and it got to the constables, so the officers. The constables got in touch with Partridge and is believed to have been coerced in becoming an informant. So Partridge led them to numerous Molly houses throughout the city and eventually leading to Mother Clap's bona fide pad. So Partridge introduced them to Mother Clap as his husband, boom, immediately in. Mm-hmm. By the way, Partridge would not be the only queer traitor. There was two other men named Thomas Noon and Edward Courtney that would be linked to Molly House drama or Molly culture, but this is that's another story for another time. Uh-huh. Like, it's incredible how many resources that I found or stories from firsthand accounts of other homosexual men that were working for the police. Oh, to keep to protect themselves. Yeah, it's incredible. Like current day, that's like closeted gay Republicans. That's like Lindsey Graham. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's like Lady G. Yeah. I understand the need to protect yourself. That comes with a side of self-hatred. What goes around comes around too. Yeah. (laughs) Back to Mother Clap's house. One of the constables or informants named Samuel Stevens described what he saw on Sunday, the 14th of November in 1725. No, this is really interesting. Okay. This is a firsthand account from an informant when he was spending some time there. Okay. This is what he saw. Quote, he said, I found between 50 and 40 men making love to one another. Sometimes they would sit on one another's laps, kissing in a lewd manner and using their hands indecently. Then they would get up, dance, and make curtsies and mimic voices of women. Oh, fire, sir! Pray, sir! Dear, sir! Lord, how can you serve me so? I'll swear, I swear I'll cry out. You're a wicked devil and you're a bullface. Eat your little dear toad. Come, bus. Then they'd hug and play and toy and go out by couples into another room on the same floor to be married as they called it so the marrying room oh my god <laughs> it's the most flamboyant description of a gay man i could possibly i am so turned on right now <laughs> sorry i just broke i it. am just like <laughs> i'm sorry how many men 40 what, or 50 what like what were they doing so she had a really popular house that's yeah. that was one night bro <sighs> Man, could you imagine what life, what have, what sexual revolutions were like before STDs? Like, not a care in the world. No, just there is, fucking everybody. Yeah, that there is a possibility that you would get something. I mean, what, yeah. the worst case scenario, you'd get like a shitty dick and UTI. We did have syphilis back in the 18th century, and there was probably a couple more, and I can't remember, but we okay. can talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> So, moving forward to the raid again. So, in February of 1726, a group of constables raided Mother Clap's Muller house and arrested 40 men. They blocked off all routes of escape to make sure they didn't get away. The Mollies were taken to Newgate Prison, where they stayed until their sentence. Now, Newgate Prison is 
like every 18th century, 19th century prison, even today's prisons, there was a whole other type of just debauchery that happened. Yeah. Like, this is not your, like, run-of-the-mill, like... Like, real danger stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're chained to yeah. a wall. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's... like, this is not, like, where you get three-course meals you're, 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 in a cell. You're, you're, <laughs> you're looked at more like... An animal. Yeah. Well, they still are, but... Yeah. I think you get the gist of what I'm trying to say. There like, are state protections that say that you can only do so much. Right. Yeah. Like, they weren't fed. They were whipped. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not cute. Probably Especially, like, oh, I heard you were a, a knuckle sucker. Why don't you suck on my knuckle and I'll yeah. let you live today. Yeah. 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 Again, that still happens today anyway. Right. <clears throat> Many of the men were released on inf- insufficient evidence. Some were fined. Some were in prison for a longer sentence. A couple sen- a couple of them were sentenced to pillory, which is where you put your head in the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just out for just... The people to do whatever the hell, yeah, whatever yeah. they could do to you, they would just do to you. And we know that three were hanged at Tyburn Gallows, which was a huge gallows in London. Uh-huh. So three of them were actually put to death. Yeah. Mother Clapp was found guilty on, and sentenced to stand in the pillory in Smithfield Market. She was also to pay a fine of 20 marks and spend two years imprisonment. During her punishment, she fell off the pillory once and fainted several times. It is not known what became of her or even if she survived prison, which is really sad. Wow. Um, One last thing that I wanted to include here, because this was like, this really struck me as I was going through research and like firsthand accounts of people being caught Mm -hmm. in their testimonies Mm -hmm. and what they would say when they were being caught. Mm -hmm. Anything to get out of being in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a man named William Brown. He was a homosexual charged with sodomy and sentenced to stand in a pillory at Morrisfield and to pay 10 marks and to suffer two months imprisonment. So, I mean, it could have been worse for him, but what he said really struck me. He said, I did it because I thought I knew him. And I think there is no crime in making what use I please of with my own body. That made me just feel like sad for them. Yeah. And also how it's just not so much different. Yeah. It's almost like than what we, we feel now. Yeah. You know, um, what was it our first episode when we talked about like that ebb and flow of like it's okay it's not okay it's mm-hmm. okay it's not okay like it's been it's been that way since millennia since we've adam and eve if well, we believe in adam and eve <laughs> well i was gonna say i don't even know if i think really until christianity really started to kind of take over the world yes because there was also sodomy it was also illegal for a man and a wife to have to have anal sex oh so the bugger act by King Henry. The Bugger Act? The Buggery Act. Buggery Act? Mm-hmm. When he was king. It forbid any type of anal. Didn't matter if you were gay or not. It was just something you just didn't do. Wow. Yeah. So it even stretches beyond that. Oh, honey, it stretches. <laughs> <laughs> it will stretch. So, yes, the Christian religion, yeah, definitely harps on it, but a lot of other religions do, too. What an episode. Mental health and mom yeah. houses. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's all I got. That was great. Really? What, what, yes, I am okay, so good. I feel good. so much better than how I did when I started this episode. Good. <laughs> good. So at the fort we should start a Molly house. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Tom Tom would kill me. He'd be like, Lars, that's a little ra- that's a little racy. Who's Tom? He's the president of the fort i oh. love him i love him i was to like pieces. um 
Joe Biden is your president. Anyway. Anyway, hey, everybody. So there was a weird jump cut recently, and that was because we had a, a, a political conversation. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> That we decide. I am deciding at this very moment before I even edit. Hello, future Jaren. Make sure you cut that shit out. Yeah. We don't want that to be part of our Not our all room. the time. But, yeah. but you guys, I mean, they're Trumpies in trouble. Anyway, that's all we have to say on that. Well, I need to go make some dinner. And I got to show you the Pet Am music video before you go home, too. Oh, let's do it. So, um, we love you all. We love you guys so much. Um, there, we will do one more gay episode next week, and then we'll hold off on the gay history stuff for at least 11 more months. Anyway, <laughs> say gay, be proud, drink water. Oh my God, drink water. <laughs> Please drink some water. Drink some water. If you take meds, take your meds. Um, shout out to all my oh yes my my friends your kids at the coffee shop michael miguel that's what i call him at work miguel Miguel foster for listening and And kelly and kelly thanks guys yeah i appreciate y'all tuning in and supporting me and thinking that we're funny and cute oh my god that's the thing i know that we're funny it's just other people need to know that we're funny i know yeah So, so tell your friends Tell your friends. Oh, 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 and um, Lizzie. Oh, oh, oh right, Lizzie. Lizzie, Lizzie. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I hope you guys had a great Hot Dad's Day. And hot Dad's Day. You'll see us next Monday. Oh, did we say we love them? We yep, love you. We did. Love you. Bye. Bye.